What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and thank you so much for joining in. For those of you that continue to tune in and share these services, these online digital services with your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. We hope it's very, very helpful. Continue to do that. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. It is so crucial. It helps us love more people and help more people and serve more people and feed more people. This is what we're about. We love serving the community and we love making the love of Jesus Christ visible with our actions and with our love. So if you support us, thank you so much for doing that because we love blessing the community. Today, we finish up with our current series entitled, I Want to Know Because I Need to Know. Next week, we start a brand new exciting series, and I think it's going to be very, very helpful. Stay tuned to our social media this week for more information on our new series starting next Sunday. But today, we finally finish up with a series entitled, I Want to Know Because I Need to Know. And let me just say this, sometimes in life, you and I, we just don't know where to start because of what's happening to our mind, because of what's happening to our heart, because of what's happening to our emotions and our feelings because of what happens to our connections and our relationships with other people. There are times in our life when we want to know things because we need to know things because of what life is putting us through. We're going through storms, hardships, confusion, difficulty. Sometimes in life there are things that we want to know about just because we want to know about those things. But sometimes in life, Life and the circumstances of life bring us to the point where we need to know some things because life is just so devastating. Now, as we continue today, I have to say this. This is going to be interesting because this is one of those subjects that I was never really taught about growing up in church. I never really heard a message about this. I never heard a sermon about this. I was never invited to a small group or a Bible study about this. I never went to a Sunday school class about this. I really never heard about this growing up in church. And honestly, I will say this. I wish someone would have taught us about this. And I think after you find out what we're going to talk about today, I think we would all agree that we all wish someone would have taught us about this growing up because this is one of those subjects that when we go through it, it can actually be a very, very painful distraction from those things that we absolutely need to focus on, those things that's necessary for you and I to focus on. When you need to focus on your work, when you need to focus on your mental health, when you need to focus on your relationships, on your goals, on your future, on your inner peace, on your heart, on your faith, and on your walk with God, this one thing that we need to talk about today will always be a very negative and a very painful, painful distraction from those necessary things things that you know are in your life and you know that you have to focus on these things. Have you ever been walking somewhere and looking at your phone, maybe texting somebody while you're walking or reading a text or a message or an email from someone else while you're walking, maybe walking through Walmart or walking down a sidewalk or walking uh, through downtown uh, uh, Lake Charles, downtown Sundown, things like that, or just going out to eat and then you run into something? I mean like, boom. The other day I was at Rick and Jack's and I saw this very thing happen. I saw this guy get up and he was a little bit tipsy and he was looking at his phone and he was laughing and he was walking towards the bathrooms and he was kind of stumbling and I was watching him and I noticed that he was heading towards the, the women's restroom and I could have stopped him but I didn't because I thought if he did go in there it's probably going to be funny and I was right. He went in there and I heard a few screams and I saw him run out of that bathroom very fast apologizing and also it was kind of funny. These are funny distractions and these are very everyday distractions but sometimes the distractions in our life are very very exhausting. Sometimes the distractions in our life are very very painful. 
And sometimes the distractions in our life can just take us to the edge. And this one distraction that we're going to talk about today is one of those distractions that can be very, very painful in our life and very hard to figure out how to deal with. But before we really get into it, let me first set it up in this way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, there's a group of people saying that it really didn't matter how you treated people, how you loved people, how you forgave people, how you accepted people, or how you lived your life because there was basically just no accountability. Just do whatever you want to do. And so the missionary Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, and notice this. He says, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Basically what he's saying was this, the wrong people can exhaust you, the wrong people can distract you, and the wrong people can drag you down. Notice what the wisest man to ever live says about this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. He says, walk with the wise and become wise. Why? Because wisdom is the will of God. But associate with fools and you will get in trouble. The wrong people can exhaust you, the wrong people can distract you, and the wrong people can bring you down. But not only that, notice what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 through 2, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Now right here we see clearly the human reaction in us all. If you criticize someone, if you judge someone, if you tear people down, if you hold other people to different standards than you hold yourself, if you play by different rules than you allow the other people in your life to play by, then you will set yourself up always to get criticized back. If you back other people into a corner, they're going to back you up into a corner. You always set yourself up to be judged back, to be torn down back. And also you create tension in your life because you're treating other people in your life by different rules and you're holding them to different standards than you hold yourself. This can be very, very manipulating. Last verse. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Proverbs 29, 11, fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. It is foolish right here, the wisest man to ever live said. It is foolish. It's foolish to vent. It's foolish to lose control. It's foolish to judge and criticize and play by different rules. And that's wisdom. And wisdom will always be God's will. And God's will, which is wisdom, always teaches us to fight against those reactions of losing control. Fight against those reactions of venting your anger and then apologizing for it later. Fight against those things and control those impulses. Now, these verses that we just looked at, they teach us this one simple thing. And there are many other verses that we could list and we could all find this big idea in many other verses, but this is what this 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 is what these verses teach us, this one truth. And notice this today. Distracting people with emotional outburst is a character flaw. It's also a painful distraction for the person being manipulated. When you distract other people with emotional outbursts, that is a character flaw. And it's also a painful distraction for the person that you're doing that to. And honestly, this is something that I need to say. The really distracting part is so crucial. And let me explain it to you in this way, because today, as we finish up this series, this is the question that I want us to look at in this moment. And notice this, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. How do you deal with someone in your life who plays emotionally distracting games after they hurt you? 
This is the type of thing when it happens to you, it just brings out reactions. It just brings out emotions and thoughts and feelings and hurt and pain that you don't want to control your life or dictate your life or control your mind or dictate your mind. It just produces resentment on the inside of us and that produces reactions on the inside of us. When these manipulations and distractions produce resentment on the inside of us, then that resentment produces reactions and those reactions turn us into people that we don't want to be in those moments. And these reactions keep us in tension with other people. And that tension always robs us of our peace and happiness. Let me be more clear so you understand what I'm talking about. This is when you've been lied to and they know it, but they make the problem out to be your reactions to the lie. This is when you've been neglected and they know it. And so you develop a routine because you've been neglected and then they blame you and that routine from taking time away from the relationship. It's this emotionally distracting game. This is when you've been put in second place over and over and over again and then they accuse you of not paying enough attention to them. This is when you've been betrayed and now you feel unsafe and they make it all about your jealousy. This is when you help someone in need and then the next time they need help, and you're not really able to help them, all of a sudden, you're not a good Christian anymore. This is when someone hides something from you and they said they did that because you wouldn't understand it, but they never gave you a chance in the first place to even try to understand it. These are emotionally distracting games that tear down other people in your life, but not just that. It's also when someone does something that deeply hurts you and deeply scars you and deeply wounds you, and each time you know this has to be talked about and discussed and dealt with and the other person knows after they hurt you they know that it needs to be dealt with when it comes to that point of dealing with it all of a sudden there's this emotional problem that they have and they can't deal with this thing right now because they have this other emotional problem they're going through and so don't be so selfish and don't bring this up right now because look at everything else I'm going through I know that I hurt you and I know you want to deal with this right now but look at all the other things I'm going through and so drop it and these are emotionally distracting games and this is manipulating it's like this you hurt me deeply and you know it and anytime you feel like I need to talk about it and deal with it and face it with you then all of a sudden you bring up these emotional situations to get me to feel sorry for you so we can drop it it's a distraction for me and and honestly it's a distraction from the most important topic and the most important topic is the violation that caused the pain and they do it in a way that almost makes you feel like you're the one who's being selfish. Have you ever been through that? It's almost like they hurt you. And then anytime you know that y'all need to deal with it, all of a sudden they have this emotional distraction and they want you to drop it. And then they accuse you of kind of being selfish or being hurt in the first place. It's kind of like this. I know that I hurt you, but do we really need to deal with this now? Can't you see? I know that I hurt you, but do we really need to deal with this now? Can't you see how stressed work makes me? Can't you see how much I miss my dad or how much I miss my mom? Can't you see everything else that I'm dealing with? I know that I hurt you, but can't you see how on edge I am too and how overwhelmed I am too? I know that I hurt you, but can't you see that I'm going through this too or I'm going through that too or I'm not feeling good right now or all these other things that I have to worry about? I know that I hurt you, but can't you see what I'm going through too? Why don't you just drop it as if to say you're really the one who's selfish. Please feel sorry for me. Please drop it because that's really what it is. It's a distraction. It's manipulation just so you will drop it. 
It's like this. Listen, I know I hurt you, but stop being so selfish. Can't you see what I'm going through too? This is said by people who have a character flaw. They run from dealing with issues. They're manipulators. And then this. Keep this in mind. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Emotionally, emotional distractions become a pattern, so nothing ever gets fully dealt with or resolved. And so again, let's look back at our question, because if you let this happen over and over again, then these distractions will become a pattern in this relationship and nothing will ever get solved. So again, let's look at our question. How do you deal with someone who plays these type of distracting games with our emotions? Well, it's like King Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 29, we have to approach it with wisdom, Wisdom is the will of God, and we cannot be foolish because being foolish will lead us to be impulsive and it'll lead us to react out of our resentment, and we don't want to be that person. We don't want to be the type of people that react out of our resentment. So very quickly today, let me give you some life observations, some real-life observations to help us deal with these types of distractions when they happen in our life from other people. The first thing is this. Number one, if you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Just remain calm. Don't match emotion for emotion, reaction for reaction. If you engage with the emotional argument or distractions or game, if you play into it, if you become angry or defensive yourself, you will likely cause the tension to just escalate and become greater. But if you can keep yourself calm, if you can keep yourself rational and composed, then two things will happen. You will either calm down the situation or you will help them realize that you're not going to give into this immaturity. Have your moment, but I'm not going to let this moment that you're creating right now with false emotions to distract us from the real issue. Remain calm, remain mature, and be wise. The second thing is this. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Realize that you cannot control someone else. One of the most difficult parts of dealing with the emotions of another person is this. Especially this, especially people that are distracting and they use their emotions to manipulate. It's finally understanding that you cannot control them. You cannot control their thoughts. You cannot control their actions. You cannot control their deeds. You cannot control the other person. You can offer support, but you cannot make them do what's right. The other people in your life, you will never be able to control them to the point where you can make them do what's right. And so if you find yourself trying to control things right now just to feel safe again, you have to understand that you're in an unhealthy situation. Sometimes, and we don't even realize that we do this, we start to try to control the people in our life or the situations in our life just so we can feel safe again. And if you find yourself in that place, understand that you are in a very unhealthy situation and so surrender the outcome because you, you cannot control them or the outcome anyway. And then the last thing is this, if you're still with me, so I'm still with you. Give them space in that moment, but always let them know that it will be revisited until there's closure. This does a couple of things. It keeps the situation from escalating. When you let the situation just get heated, everyone's gonna lose their composure. So if you can do this, it'll keep the situation from getting too heated, but it also lets them know this distracting pattern is not going to work. Have your moment, but draw a clear boundary and let them know. I understand that you're trying to have this moment right now, but this is not going to be dropped. If you think what you're doing right now is going to cause me to drop it, understand this is not going to be dropped. 
I'm not going to escalate the situation right now. I will walk away, but we will revisit this until we find some closure. Let them know that. Now, you have to understand something, that most of the time, we never really stand our ground in this way with distracting people. And this is why, I notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you, because we're intimidated by the outcome. We get intimidated by what might be the aftermath from the other person if we stand our ground. We get intimidated by what might be the aftermath from the other person if we draw clear boundaries or if we make sure that what needs to be dealt with will be dealt with even though they don't want to face it because they hurt you. Listen to me. You have to understand that you do not need to be intimidated by the outcome. We get intimidated by the results of what may happen. And so as a result, we don't deal with anything. But always understand this. You can't control the final results anyway. You cannot control them. You have a soul too. You have a heart too. You have feelings too. You have dreams too. You have desires too. So the next time you find yourself in this type of situation, remain calm. Don't try to control the other person. Give space, but let them know this is going to be dealt with. And don't be intimidated by the outcome if you're approaching it with wisdom. Never be intimidated by what may happen if you approach it with wisdom because wisdom is the will of God. And honestly, Realize this, you're never going to be doing the wrong thing by approaching any of these situations with wisdom and composure. You will never do the wrong thing. You are not a doormat if you approach all of these situations with wisdom and composure. If that gets you manipulated and attacked even more, approaching these situations with wisdom, maturity, and composure, then go ahead and let them show their cards. Because their fruit will be selfishness, but your fruit will be wisdom. And wisdom is the will of God. And God will be watching your heart and he will be with you every single step of the way. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful week and we cannot wait to see you back next week and we love you all.